We are a classical school and our goal is to provide a classical education in a safe environment and connect kids to Christ. And that is our goal. So I mean, we got two things going. Christ and preaching Him and what He's done for us is our number one thing in everything. And then with that is just to give the best possible education we can. Hello, this is Pastor John. And this is Pastor Tim. And this is Spencer. And we have a special guest today. We have uh, Mr. Tony Splitgerber, affectionately known as Mr. Split, the principal of Zion Lutheran School here in Kearney, Nebraska. And so welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about Christian education or the task of, of raising kids in the faith and, and how the, uh, the school, Zion in particular, has a unique opportunity to do that. And uh, yeah, real quick, a little bit of a funny story, I think. You must get this a lot, but I thought your name for like a year was Mr. Split Burger. Yep. <laughs> me yep. too. I did. I did until I saw it spelled. Yeah. yeah. And then no yeah. one corrected me no. for like a year. And I, then, I get that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Split right. burger or yeah. sp split and burger. So. Does split Gerber <laughs> mean something cool in German? You know, I don't think it really does. Yeah. Really. It doesn't have a good German translation. Okay. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and, you know, Spencer's joining us because you are uh, Zion alumni. You went there for elementary school, correct? Yep, absolutely. So good. Kindergarten through fifth. Good. Cool. So you are a living example of, of the benefit of of Christian education. Yeah. So, yes. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Good. And now your daughter's <laughs> there. <laughs> and yep, now Bryn's there and she's in kindergarten. Good. Did you get the t-shirt? No, I didn't. I, I got a t-shirt this year. <laughs> I did. I bought a t-shirt that says Faith Over Fear. Yeah, I have one of those too. Zion like Lutheran School. My Bryn, wife has one. Bryn has a couple t-shirts. I feel like my time has come. I need to just get a, get a pull the trigger on one. Yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Should, well, should we get our dad joke? You gotta do it. Okay. Yeah. So this is uh, I like this because I'm a big fan of spicy food, and I don't know, John, are you, you like? I can hold my yeah, own. You, yeah. you like it. Uh, Tony, are you? Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, you Spencer? Spencer? Certainly am. Yeah. All right, man, we got spicy yeah, a lot of people here. are. This is a spicy group. Okay, so this is a spicy joke. Okay. Okay. What's it rated? Uh, it's rated G. Okay, good. Yeah. So what does a nosy pepper do? It gets jalapeno business. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. I might tell that one later today at home. Yeah. Yeah. No charge. Jalapeno business. No charge. You yeah. can use it for free. Oh. No, uh, <laughs> no plagiarism. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Uh, yeah, so I guess to start out, uh, you want to just tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into this role uh, at Zion. Um, well, first, I'm... A Nebraska native, so I'm from Norfolk, Nebraska, and I attended parochial school, Christ Lutheran, all the way through eighth grade. I went to Norfolk Senior High and went on to Concordia. Interesting thing for me is I always kind of knew, probably from ninth grade on, that I was going to be a teacher hmm. and a Lutheran teacher. That 
And I never even looked at any other schools. Concordia sent me all this stuff, and I just kind of ignored it. But when it came time to, to choose, that's just where I went. And that's what I did. So what, what caused you to feel that way so early, you know? I had a teacher, and she was pretty awesome, Miss Shipwright, and she was just great. We did a lot of stuff at Camp Luther. Um, we had these VBS camps, which were amazing, and just a just great teacher, and she really fostered that. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. Either way, then um, my wife and I, we met at Concordia, and then we went on to teach at um, Trinity Lutheran School in Greeley, Colorado for six years. And then, you know, we just felt, you know, it was time for a change, and the Lord led us here. My wife's from Minden, so it was perfect. Um, way to come back and then we've been here ever since that was 2006 we came here nice so a return to nebraska yeah yeah absolutely it was awesome i just drove to minden by the way around christmas and saw the lights yeah pretty amazing yeah yeah i saw that too pretty beautiful (laughs) yeah yeah well good and so how long have you been at zion then so this will be my 15th year 15th year Mm -hmm. so you are a, a legend then a part of the institution <laughs> there. Not quite, but yeah, <laughs> getting there for principals anyways. Okay. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a pretty long run. Yeah. yeah. Is that typical for, for principals? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Not at Zion. I think the longest at Zion before that was 12, and then before that was like 6. So I'm getting up there. I think it's, it's good, you know, like it's, um, you know, I, I was a pastor for six years at a church before this, and it's like, six years really isn't that much time to get like if you really want to change or affect a organization a culture of people it takes a long time so i think 15 years is a pretty good start yeah Yeah. and we got our kids in now and we just we we love it still at zion and it's where we want our kids to get their education Mm -hmm. and we don't want to mess with that for sure you get to see the downstream effects too where you know kindergartners that were you know, getting started when you first started or close mm-hmm. to graduating high school mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. so you can kind of see all of that. Yeah, I bet you even got some weddings, right? Yep. Uh, we had a couple here, actually. So, yeah, we're seeing our first groups of eighth graders, you know, getting married now and even having kids. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's pretty awesome. See yeah, I guess with back. Spencer, you got two generations here. You've got, you attended Zion, and now you have Bryn there, and that's neat. Yep. If you could just kind of sketch out for us, you know, what is the purpose or the mission of Zion? Um, You know, I had that written down. But um, the purpose, you know, we are a classical school, and our goal is to provide a classical education in a safe environment and connect kids to Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is our goal. So, I mean, we got two things going. You know, Christ and preaching him and what he's done for us is our number one thing in everything. And then with that is just to give the best possible education we can. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a, a twofer for that. Because it, it just isn't enough to, you know, just... Kearney Pub- Public is a good school system. And so mm-hmm. we really have to set ourselves apart. And that's where being classical is how we chose to do that. Because mm-hmm. I think some schools, or Lutheran schools... I mean, the book, everything is the same as the public, except they just have religion class, and that wasn't enough in Kearney. We yeah. really had to set ourselves apart, and we chose to do classical. So. so classical in particular includes Latin, I know. Yes. But what are the other kind of distinguishing ph- philosophies behind it? 
Well, we study a lot of, like, in literature is a big one. We study a lot of classics, um, especially mm -hmm. starting in, you know, fourth grade up that we start doing novel studies. And it's just getting, you know, good, rich literature. Um, and, you know, a lot of that has rigor in it. In seventh and eighth grade, you know, we do things like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Mm -hmm. We're reading okay. Fellowship of the Ring right now. Um, cool. So we really try to... In all of our subjects, that's one thing about being a classical is we really try to, I don't want to say make it as difficult as possible, but <laughs> challenging to the point where we, they really have to, to work for it. And it, it, it pays dividends. So yeah. there's a lot of work involved. And memory plays a lot in yes, that too, right? definitely. Memorizing. Yeah. I mean, with the classical philosophy, I mean, memory is a huge thing. And in a lot of ways, and just like with Latin, there's a lot of mental discipline. Mm -hmm. And yeah, learning as many facts as you can and then pulling them li together later is a big part of that. So I've been really impressed with my, so my son goes to Zion in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been impressed with the spelling words he's learning. Like, I'm like, wow, these are words that I didn't know how to spell when I was in college. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. These are pretty good. And, and, he, and I'm just impressed with how he's learning that discipline of, of memorizing these words. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I w when we moved here, um, Leo came from a, a school up in Canada. It was actually a, um, a Catholic school, but there the Catholic school is very close to the public school in curriculum. Mm -hmm. But when we brought him here, he was like, this is a lot harder. Like he was struggling for a little bit. But then he was like, man, that school in Canada was really easy compared to this. Yeah. And so I think he's really thriving mm -hmm. with the additional challenge and his teacher mrs long is a great teacher and and she she gets him on a pretty strict path where he's learning a lot so it's good yeah i i think that's part of it too i think kids innately like to learn and then i think a lot of times we just don't challenge them enough to where they reach you know their potential mm -hmm. and so yeah we really try to set it high so how long has Zion been classical? Has it always been classical, or is that something you kind of brought in? Um, it, we became classical officially probably about 2010. Okay. So, and that was about time that I was finishing up my master's work in administration. And so my pastor, Pastor Deloach, was really kind of pushing us toward that, but I didn't know anything about classical education. Mm -hmm. So I really made the focus of my graduate work, and I did my research had my big research paper on it. And I mean, the more I studied, I mean, classical, the method and the philosophies behind it really support what we teach in the church, but then also the academic benefits. So, mm -hmm. okay. so yeah, that was what, one of the first things we did was implement Latin, so. Yeah, wow, I'm so jealous. I always ask my, my son, I'm like, what'd you learn in Latin today? Uh, you know, we, Pastor Tim and I learned Greek and Hebrew and and, and I just love those languages, and so the idea of learning Latin just sounds great. Um, and, and you kind of self-taught yourself, right? Yep. Uh, you kind of learned along with the kids. Yeah, I didn't want to ask my teachers to do anything I couldn't do first. <laughs> so I got a curriculum, and then I started in third grade. And then each year I just kept taking that class up through. And so by the time they got up to seventh and eighth grade, they were doing, you know, the third third year Latin. Otherwise, if I would have started with third year Latin, having no Latin, it would have been it would have been a bad deal. But then, as we were, the teachers were seeing me do it, they they could figure it out. And yeah. there's videos that go with it, and it's really not that bad. 
So. Can you say something cool in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Uh, Vini, Vidi, Vici, you know? <laughs> you know what that is? I don't know. Oh, it's, uh, it's Julius Caesar. I came, I saw, I conquered. conquered. So. Okay. I, but there is a lot of biblical stuff, too, that we yeah. do. I, I always yeah. bring a little, I always bring a little bit of Latin into uh, new member classes. I'm teaching those a lot lately. And I, I say Latin's a lot like bacon. It just makes everything better. Yeah. You know, you can't go wrong with a little Latin. Yeah, flavor it with Latin. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, we s use like extra notes, you know, outside of yourself, outside of person. That's where we look for our salvation or lex semper accusat, right? The law yeah. always accuses. I mean, they're just beautiful phrases, you know, and they sound great. They sound awesome in Latin. Not quite so impressive in English. <laughs> I had this uh, Christmas CD when I was a kid, Bing Crosby, and he sings, Oh, Come All You Faithful in Latin. Yeah. Mm. It was really pretty. Adeste yeah. Fidelis. Yeah, we sang that there one year for a Christmas program. And it is beautiful yeah. in, hmm. in Latin. So uh, I did not know that Bing Crosby was a Latin scholar, but apparently, apparently he is. Yeah. Huh. Good to know. Just a quick question for you, Spencer. What's uh, what's maybe just a good memory that you had from your time at Zion? Oh man, I remember going to uh, like the Worms track meet. That was a good one. The Worms <laughs> track <laughs> yeah, meet. Was, go out to uh, I think it might be like a shared school with Junietta. It's like out in that that area okay. of Nebraska. And yeah, I remember traveling for that. You know, that was like our our track and field day for the year. Um, that was a pretty good one. Uh, shuttle block run and all of that but I distinctly remember the chapel time too from that um when I was in kindergarten we'd get paired up with I think there were fifth graders at the time and then when we were in fourth or fifth grade we'd get paired up with the younger kids as well and would kind of mentor them and you know how we go through uh basically the service and so it was kind of fun uh talking to Bryn when she started there doing that same thing you know mm -hmm. once a week getting in there so mm. Very cherished. <laughs> Good. I, re I remember, so I went to a Lutheran grade school, Emanuel, in Colorado Springs. And um, one of the things that I really liked about it was just the integration with the church. And we would often do music and go into the church service and do music for the congregation. And that was just kind of a really unique piece. It's like, I don't think music, sacred music isn't everywhere. And so I really credit a lot of my love for sacred music now um, to those years. Had just a really awesome uh, teacher, you know, music director um, that worked for both the church and the school. So she was always pulling kids in, in for both those things. And uh, I remember singing Handel's Messiah as, a, as like a seventh grader. And it kind of like blew my mind. I was like, this is legit great music you know and and so it really kind of flavored my what i liked growing up you know and you know of course after the rage against the machine phase you know <laughs> you come back to that and you're like oh man there's some really great bach is he knows what he's doing you know and handel knows what he's doing so i think that is kind of a unique gift that um christian schools can bring and lutherans in particular have that kind of yeah. especially a historical love of that that classic music yeah and i think that is something with every lutheran school that i've ever been part of is i mean music is just part of everything I, mm. I remember that in my own grade school even before you know going to lunch you know and we would be singing around of you know the doxology and yeah i mean 
music and songs about Jesus are just part of everything. We had, we had a teacher. She had she had COVID, and so I got to teach for the first time ever. I taught a week and a half of pre-K, pre-kindergarten. <laughs> fun, fun. It, it was. It was crazy. But... <laughs> But that was a big part of it, and one of the best things we could do that they loved was we sing Away in the Manger, we sing, and we would line up, and, you know, everybody's talking, and if you want to get their attention, then we start singing Jesus Loves Me, and then they all start singing Jesus Loves Me, and then we're all focused, and then we can go do what we're supposed to do. But that's how Mrs. Deloach ties those in, and that's, that's awesome. Huh. So. You know, speaking of music, one of the things that I really appreciate about Zion um, is chapel, and... You know, last year was my son's first year at, cha uh, at Zion, and so I would attend chapel with him usually on Wednesdays. Haven't really this year uh, because of uh, COVID and stuff, but, um, you know, Pastor Tim and I will, will lead chapel from time to time. And that's just such a neat thing because I, I love matins, you know, that order of matins. Mm -hmm. that, and I've been talking to my, pr I'm teaching a prayer class on Wednesday nights, and we've been talking about the daily offices and matins being one of them. And uh, just really such a rich part of our of our life together in the church, and so I've just always appreciated that service. I always get excited when I get to lead chapel and and do that. Um, so yeah, something really neat about that education is being able to sing and to hear God's word and to have that worship together. Yeah, Matins is pretty awesome. One of the big reasons we do it, besides that, it's so beautiful, is that I mean. A lot of the little ones, they can't read. Mm -hmm. But we do the same service every week. And soon these, these little guys, they're singing all the versicles and the responses just because they know it's coming. And, yeah, it's just something that kind of grows into what we're doing. So it's just kind of a, it's a great teaching tool for them mm -hmm. how to worship yeah. these little ones. I've even watched my oldest son in worship. Um, I've, I've seen that he's been more kind of hymnal literate. Mm. Like he can handle a hymnal really well. He knows how to get to, you know, divine service setting one, and, and he can navigate all that uh, a lot better than he used to. Part of that's maybe age, but also having that weekly chapel service yeah. where he gets the hymnal out, he knows the page, he knows how to follow along. So this, I think, is a good time to transition a little bit. Um, actually, when, when we first moved here, I, you probably don't remember, but when we were taking a tour of the school and church at Zion uh, and contemplating the call to Holy Cross here, I, I think I asked you, like, what's unique about um, Zion, what this school can offer? And you said, well, I think it's the integration between uh, a community that all is going, believing the same thing. And I think that really, I remember it because I've, thought similar things like um, it's difficult to imprint kids with a character a Christian character when you have you know a school that's saying one thing you have the church that's saying another thing and and they have the internet that's saying another thing there's all these myriad of voices and it's very hard to have clear understanding of where we're going who we are what's right what's wrong and I think that's a huge advantage. Um, I remember my wife um, grew up in, growing up in Colorado Springs. Her public school was like, we have to do some character education. <laughs> like these kids are getting crazy or I don't know what, <laughs> what mm -hmm. the spurred it on. 
but they were like they developed a character education curriculum uh you know in the uh early 2000s and megan uh was part of that like as a student uh kind of like this ambassador and one of the problems is when you're trying to do character education i mean there's a certain amount of secular character things we can all agree on that are good but what that group that secular thing uh company cannot give is the reason why right so you can't say you should be kind and generous because that's the way god is to you in christ Mm -hmm. so you can't be specific you have to say well because everyone kind of knows it's better than being mean and greedy right but the the rationale behind it um can't really be spoken so even if you have a really dedicated christian in a public school teaching situation they can't say to the kids you should you know you should honor your father and your mother because god says so Mm -hmm. right they have to say something like because it's probably a good idea right but they can't quite nail the rationale so i think a huge advantage of schools uh, like zion is Mom's, mom and dad are going to say the same thing. The pastor is going to say the same thing. Every teacher is going to say the same thing. They're all going to be shaping kids toward, look, this, we're going to go this way, and you're, we're going to be Christians together because, you know, we have a gracious Lord in Jesus Christ who's revealed this truth. And so we can, we can say that out loud. We can celebrate it. We can also hold each other accountable to it. So I think that's just, I don't know if you can put a price tag on that. You know, I think it's a really... Um, subtle gifts that not everyone gets to have. So it's one of the things that really actually helped us to move here uh, for that gift, at least for me. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I think that's one of the great things about, well, Lutheran schools and Christian schools in general is, yeah, is this the comfort for parents knowing that the things that they hold and cherish and value the most, you know, which is our faith, and Jesus, knowing what he's done, is being taught to our kids. And there's no ambivalence or kind of wishy-washy. I mean, they know it. They learn about how important their baptism is on a mm-hmm. daily basis. And they know their, who their Savior is and what he's done. And it's, just, and it's just a key thing in everything we do. Our younger teachers especially, I mean, they have to teaching kids how to navigate conflict and problems in the classroom. And whenever, when they do these things and they kind of show how we forgive and exchange our forgiveness, we, mm-hmm. we give our apologies and why we do it. And they act it out. I mean, it's, it's pretty powerful and it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So, You know, and one of the things I've seen here in Kearney, you know, Kearney is a pretty small community. You kind of get to know people. And I've just noticed that, that we have a lot of pastors in our community who mm-hmm. have their kids go to Zion. And not just Lutheran pastors, but pastors from other denominations who have looked at Zion and said, we want to entrust you with part of our children's education. And, and I think that's pretty cool because, um, you know, certainly we know that the Roman Catholic Church has a, has a really influential education system. And I know, like Carney Catholic, for example, a lot of people send their kids there to get that, that Christ-centered education. Um, and also with Zion, it's just neat to see, hey, there's a lot of pastors here in town who have chosen to send their kids. It's pretty neat. Yeah. We, 
you know, we want anybody that wants a Christian education to know they're welcome at Zion. So, I mean, it, and it's not just for Lutherans. Right. I mean, we're very clear that what they're going to learn is going to come from a Lutheran standpoint, but we're extremely, you know, welcoming and inviting towards all denominations as long as we just kind of know what the essentials are. And it's been a good thing and a good relationship with yeah, several other denominations in town. And it's just, it's been just great. You know, as I think about the benefit of, of Lutheran education, I kind of think about, so I was public all the way through, but then, again, I, I wasn't really in the church much as a kid, but um, I think about my wife's story. So my wife, Kelly, she didn't really grow up in the church, but then her um, family signed her up for middle school at Christ Lutheran in Phoenix. And, and she came into that community really not a part of the church and, and really came to faith, baptism, confirmation, uh, all through that experience. And, you know, her family was attracted to the quality education and good reputation of the school. And then she ended up getting the even greater benefit mm -hmm. of, of knowing Christ and being part of the church. Um, so, yeah, it's just neat to see the way the Lord can use that to draw people into his kingdom. Well, some of kind of where this comes from, too, is, you know, church and the Christian lifestyle becomes core to the person and not just a peripheral thing that you do. You know, you don't go to school and then go to church on the weekends. It's just integrated into every part of your life at that point. And, you know, distancing yourself from the church would be, to lose something that's you know really integrated into your life and mm -hmm. uh, just isn't as likely to happen. That's for sure. That's a big thing that I value with it. Yeah, and, and to be clear, I mean, you know, for our listeners, I think we, you know, choices about education. I think they come down to every family and what's best for kids. Like, you know, I've had my kids in both public and private. In fact, right now we have two in Kearney Public and one at Zion. And, um, you know, some parents will choose to go all public, some will choose to go all private or maybe like a hybrid. I think it really just comes down to we have to look at this ultimate goal of we as parents are given the task of forming our kids in the gospel in Christ, helping them to grow up to be, you know, citizens of God's kingdom who will be great citizens of this world. And what's the best way to arrive at that? Um, and so, you know, something like Zion, like a Lutheran school, is just such a great option to help with that, to assist with that. Um, so with that in mind, I, I just for our listeners who might be wondering, uh, can you tell us about enrollment? What does that look like? Um, like for next year? Yeah. Um, we open enrollment to the public in January, and... We just invite anybody that's, you know, kind of thinking about it or just have questions or, you know, don't know much about Lutheran education or Zion, um, just to give us a call. And, you know, we are happy to give tours. They can meet mm -hmm. with me. They can observe, you know, others. I mean, we can even give lists of people that, or connect people with, you know, good parents, you know, can give their experience. Um, and, you know, we have, you know, an extremely high satisfaction rate i mean we just don't our we have a very tight-knit but i mean i would say a very satisfied community who do not regret 
ever making the choice. It's worth yeah. every penny. And that is part of it. Um, there is a there is tuition. And sometimes people balk at that, and they're like, I, I just can't afford it. But we, we make it happen. Um, there's financial aid. Um, Zion and Holy Cross both offer, you know, significant scholarships for their people that are active members. So those are, those are big things. Yeah, kindergarten is is open now that's a big one we're about half full already for next year so i mean covid covid really kind of plays with our marketing and different things so i mean this is a a good opportunity hopefully you know everything's gonna be normal next year but if you're thinking about it um yeah give us a call and you know spencer if you you're kind of the money guy here at church <laughs> you run the budget and i mean uh um any words just on what we offer here at Holy Cross? Yeah, uh, so like Tony was talking about, you know, our active members do have a scholarship opportunity here. Uh, so we pay 50% tuition mm -hmm. for anyone uh, whose kids attend Zion. And so that's not even something that, um, you know, we it's not like a reimbursement, nothing like that. Uh, we go directly to Zion for that. And so, mm -hmm. you know, what's, what's coming out of your account is just basically half tuition. So yeah. really, really great. And we have a pretty good cohort of people over at, at Zion from Holy Cross. Um, you know, when I go to pick my son up, I always see faces from church. You know, there's a lot of people from Holy Cross there. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, the, the relationship with Holy Cross is, you know, really important for us. I mean, we're a pretty small congregation, and it just um, it really enlarges our, our community. And for the first time this year, I mean, there's going to be more students from Holy Cross than from hmm. from any other denomination, hmm. and that's awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, that, that's that's encouraging. And I mean, I I just love seeing our congregations walking together with the school. I just I think it's just a, a great place where, you know, two different, you know, faith communities can just do something together. Yeah. On yeah. Same page. I, I think people see, you know. It's such a blessing to have that those communities. It's like these people are these are my people. You know, they believe the same things I do. And mm -hmm. even if uh, we don't know a lot about each other, mm -hmm. I guarantee we have like ninety percent in everything in common. And so that's a really a reason to rejoice. And it's a gift that not everyone gets to enjoy. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's really neat. Um, as you're going forward into this year, twenty twenty one. Um, what are you excited for, and maybe what are some things that you need? Are you saying as we finish out this year, or starting the next, or oh, I don't know, or just, just in general? Just yeah, we're you know we just crossed over to 2021. What do you see kind of in the future that you're excited for? You know, 20, 2020 was a was probably the most challenging year since I've been at Zion, mm. and all that's going to be COVID related. You know, yeah, right. When we all had to go distance learning. And the whole reopening was, was tough, tough, trying to set policies. And so we've been blessed. We've gotten, gotten through that. We have a, you know, some great um, you know, procedures and things in place. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, as we come out of the COVID kind of thing, you know, that we can just kind of start fresh, you know, with, with everything and just kind of, kind of reset. We have a big opportunity for us is we're going to be hiring a new third and fourth grade teacher so that is something we're really on the on the hunt for and it's finding the right guy or gal 
you know, to, to help us out with that. So if there's anybody in the Holy Cross audience that has a teaching degree and wants, you know, to explore another option, <laughs> we would love to hear from you. So that's something we're excited about, and that's, that's coming up. <laughs> Yeah, and, but and it's tough. Commercial time, right? Yeah, my, <laughs> I know. My, Sorry. my wife, well, we're very interested in that move because our son, right, is Leo yeah. is moving into third grade. So we've been plugging people, uh, <laughs> trying to recruit for you. So, yeah, we're working with you. Yeah, well, we appreciate that, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be a big thing. Anytime we hire a teacher it, it is huge because it's such a – we're small. And so, you know, just the – the Lord always gives us the right person. Mm. So I really try hard not to stress about it. But yeah, it's, right. it's coming. You know, um, we have a variety of age groups that listen to this podcast. And, and I think, you know, we may have some grandparents that listen to the podcast. And, you know, what a great gift to your grandkids, you know, to say, hey, we'll pay for some tuition. You know, that I think that's just a wonderful gift. You know, if we have some listeners who... Maybe your kids have grown up and they're out of the house, uh, but if you got some grandkids, you know, I've seen that in the past in my previous church. I knew families who the grandparents would help fund, uh, or the, the grandparents would fund the grandkids to go to um, a Christian school. And it was just neat to see, you know, that being invested. So. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if my dad listens to the podcast, but uh, if he does, hint, uh, my birthday's in about a month. So. You're going to send him the link, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When is Bryn's birthday? In June. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. So maybe you could cover, cover some things for the 2021, 2022 Subtle. year. Yeah. <laughs> Use the platform. Yeah. Well, this has been fun today. You know, I just, uh, I look forward to the relationship between Zion and Holy Cross uh, and, and the school just blossoming, continuing to, uh, to take root. And I think we have some good, um, I think when uh, Pastor Lappy was here, um, his kids went there and that was really the, uh, some good roots were laid there for our congregations to work together for Christian education and just look forward to that in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Come back anytime. Absolutely. Yep. In fact, we've had, uh, we've had Pastor James Deloach here before. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great guest. Yeah. Did he have a dad joke? He did. He did. Yeah, it was really painful to listen to. <laughs> really? It was? It was yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to go. That's, yeah. right. That's a dad joke. <laughs> so. All right. Well, great to have you, and God's blessings on your work. Thank you. Thank you.